Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It is episode 65. Is this episode two into the offseason that we've done? This would be the yeah. second one of the Padres offseason, correct? Our offseason. It's right. still our offseason. I'll count it as our offseason. True. We have in-season pods and we have the uh, Our rays are still going though. They are. Game one just started. Playoff Kershaw. Got the, got the nod. And uh, Hunter Renfro, our boy, hitting cleanup. Good for him. And Margot hitting fifth. Playoff, Playoff manual. It's, it's a World Series team <laughs> with two former Padres in four and five. Uh, Wade's back in studio, as I think you can tell in the audio quality difference. Always always nice to have Wade in studio. That is better than the AirPod quality. Slightly, yeah. Not that the other one's bad, but true. This is, no, this is better. No roommates doing dishes in the background. Or chopping vegetables. True. That was my favorite. And we got to walk for Kershaw. I'll probably be giving you updates during the game because I know like people like to hear updates. People of games love updates a day, a day or a week later. <laughs> well, you get to hear our reactions. So uh, we got first and second with one out. And Hunter Renbro coming to the plate. I don't like how this office is set up where you're the only one that gets to watch the TV <laughs> and my back is to the TV. Yeah, it's through the window and over Wade's shoulder. You can – I mean I talk 90% of the time and you can kind of turn your head. But you can't see stuff that happens live unfortunately. True. Uh, so things that are going on right now, not a whole lot as it turns out early into the off season, not many things going on with the Padres unless you count, um, getting stabbed at a strip club or getting arrested for marijuana possession in Georgia. Marijuana is a felony. Yeah. What the hell? It's 2020 guys. <laughs> Get your shit together. What does anyone care that he was really arrested for this? I mean, it's against the law. And if you know, if you live in a place where it's against the law, you'd be smarter, but does anyone care? Why is this hometown? Augusta, Georgia. Why not? The Kevin AC article kept saying that. Oh, is he not from Augusta? No, I think he is. That's not where he grew up, is it? Didn't he go to Augusta, Georgia high school? Camposano? Yeah. Really? I know he's from Georgia. Let me let me pull this up real quick if my He wasn't an international signee. No. Born and bred. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh Cross Creek High School, Augusta, Georgia. He was born in Augusta, Georgia. Well, that's the high school. And yeah, you have him born in Augusta also? Correct. Nice. So that's kind of racist out of you there. Just wow. assuming he was not from the U.S. because he has a Hispanic sounding last name. Okay. He Th- had committed to play college for the Missouri Tigers. I thought we were past this, Wade. SEC baseball, baby. Yeah. Any other Potters? Oh, but that- then he decommitted and committed to play for the South Carolina Gamecocks. SEC baseball, baby. Best mascot in the country, the Gamecocks? I think Whit Merrifield went to South Carolina. You just like saying Whit. Whit. Saying what weird. Um, I don't know why I know that, but other than – oh, there's a mosquito here. Hold on. Oh, he's – Wade. Mosquito right there on the on the window. See it? Right there. Oh, it to be faster than that. Try not to break the window here. It's a rental. <laughs> Leaving that all in. All right. So, uh, yeah, strip, what's what's worse? The strip club, getting stabbed at a strip club. Although, fam, sounds like he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I Yeah, I don't hold that on fam. Yeah, who, who among still, us hasn't been to a Pacers on a Tuesday night? 
on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday during COVID? <laughs> but uh, which one? Which one were you more? I don't really care about either one. But which one, if you had to pick, was more disappointing? I think the Luis Campuzano with weed in Georgia because there is potentially a jail sentence there because it is Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's the wild, wild west now. Like everything back east is uh, way more or less progressive than here. So hate to see that that's a felony. I don't know why. Uh, uh, I got nothing, I guess. But I don't care about either one. That's my short version of how I care about this. Um, other things before we get into the show, just bets for 12 more. We got bets for 12 more years. Bets has been out, out of his mind. Um, we had a chance to get him. It's just, it's sad. He has anyone in a postseason looked this good since you have been watching baseball. I can't remember a time where a guy has d- like done everything right playing baseball. He's, he's been better than like Mike Trout. He's been better than anyone. It's tough to watch. And we have to deal with that for a long time. Yeah. Decade plus. I don't see him going anywhere. The Dodgers aren't going anywhere for a while. They're not going to trade him. They're too smart. And he's not going to want to get out because they're just going to keep paying him to stay. Uh, Kershaw fumbles with it. We go, okay, he gets out of it uh, first and second, and he got out of it. So get that pitch count up, though. Do you want to talk about Mark Davis at all? You were you were Googling around Mark Davis the other day? The uh, Padres Instagram sent out a happy birthday, Mark Davis. And your reaction was, who the hell is Mark Davis? Exactly. I think anyone... What? He went a Cy Young with the age, Padres? He went our age and younger, probably had the same reaction to, who the hell is Mark Davis? Um, won the Cy Young as a closer in 1989, right. which was really bizarre. Yeah. So I knew he was a... a a Padre pitcher, and I knew he was a closer at one point. I didn't. I did not know he'd won a Cy Young, and in a weird year where he had like half the the. I know the WAR wasn't a thing back then, but when you're looking at it now, he had half the WAR of Oral Hershiser, who I think got penalized for going 15 and 15 in an age when wins mattered a lot. Um, and then Greg Maddox also had a WAR much higher than Mark Davis. Mark Davis had a really good season, not counting anything against. Mark Davis, but to win the Cy Young, so he had a he had a four point four WAR, forty four saves, one hundred eighty five or a, a one eighty five ERA in ninety two innings. So ninety two innings for a closer, huge, but also different era. That's when those things kind of happened. Oral Hershiser had a seven WAR in a two thirty one ERA across two hundred fifty six innings, and then uh, Greg Maddox also had a, a WAR um, much higher than. Mark Davis. So not getting into that, not trying to kill Mark Davis. It's just funny that uh, his war was so much lower when, you know, Hershiser and Maddox as starting pitchers. Definitely clearly deserved it over him, but <laughs> that's our Cy Young. Uh, well, and Randy Jones and Jake Peavy are the only Padre Cy Youngs, I think, in history. True. What do you think Until of- next year. Who do you got? Clevenger or Lamette? Lamette. Let's get to an ad read before we get into the show. On today's show, uh, we're doing alternate camp site reviews. So there was a, a piece, really a pretty interesting piece in uh, MLB.com by Mark Rosenbaum. Follow him at Golden Sombrero. I kind of I tried to reach out to him this week, didn't get, get him on. Maybe we'll get him on next week. So he writes for MLB Pipeline, recapping developments, highlights, and prospects in each organization. Did a little write-up for the Padres alternate training site at USD this year. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So we're going to cover that. And that's kind of it since uh, it's a light show. Got World Series on. Pod- World- offseason just started for the Padres. So nothing's really happening. But 
we'll talk about some alternate training site stuff. Wade, bet online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past their prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. How are there mosquitoes in here? That's another one on the whiteboard crawling around. Did someone leave your door open? No, the door's never open. And mosquitoes need water. It's San Diego. It's been dry as shit. There's no water around. I have noticed a lot more mosquitoes around town. Have you noticed that? Not. I'm not, not really around town. You're around town? I thought you were trying to quarantine. Just, just around, you know, supermarkets. Just living their lives? Yeah. I don't know where these mosquitoes are coming from. It hasn't rained in a year. So. True. Anyway, alternate training site musings. So our, our good friend who we've never talked to, Mike Rosenbaum, wrote this piece on MLB.com, kind of just talking about some of the guys that were at the alternate training site, what they've been working on. He got some quotes that I thought were interesting from farm director Sam Gini. I think it's Gini. Do you know that how to pronounce that name? Genie? Gini? I have no idea. G-E-A-N-E-Y, the, the Padres farm director. Oh, okay. Gini. Sounds, 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 sounds right. Okay. So there's some interesting – apparently he spoke to him. And uh, a lot of the guys that were there, pretty young guys that you wouldn't expect to be, you know – facing major league t- level talent in a regular covid free minor league baseball season. So these guys were getting a lot of exposure, especially in the second version of spring training where they got to play against some of the Potter regulars. So like Hassel, Will Cox, um Campuzano. Campuzano I didn't expect to even be up this year. Is a is a 21-year-old catcher. You think those guys take longer to develop? Historically they do because they have to work so hard on the defensive side of the ball. Padres didn't give a shit, apparently. So he just came up, um, hit a home run in his first game, and then what hurt his hand, I think, was the, the thing that happened to him. Um, do you remember what it, exactly yes, the injury it was? Yes, I think it was the thumb. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, that was too bad to see him disappear. I've heard about people you know, scrolling through the Padres' Twitter feed, which is the only people we follow on Twitter. So we're getting heavy doses of Padres all the time. Some people want... Campusano to be a serious consideration to start at catcher next year. And then you have Nola play off of him. Uh, also kind of position flexibility with Nola around the infield. Maybe he plays a little first, maybe he plays a little second, which he can definitely do. But giving Campusano a lot of responsibility at catcher for next year, and then maybe a little bit of DH as well. And Mejia is kind of the third wheel. What do you think about that going into next season? I don't hate it. I would like to give Preller the benefit of the doubt and give Nola kind of the nod. You just made this move for Nola. Yeah. Begin the season. You're giving him 20 games. Right. Like, I, I, I think, I think, I mean, I think we have to stick with Nola to start the season. I think Nola's earned it more than Campusano. Campusano hasn't done anything and for, for me. Who knows if Campusano is in prison. <laughs> Jesus. He's not going to prison. So I'm... I'm not worried about the prison thing. I 
I don't know where this infatuation uh, – it gets a little ridiculous that the infatuation for some of the young prospects to just – Oh, now he's the starter, and then three weeks later, when he starts to struggle, because that's what prospects do, like, oh, send, get him out of here. Like, people are calling for Paddock's head this year too. It's Paddock. It's his second season in the big leagues. Like, let's give Paddock a break. And I'm not comfortable giving Campusano the reins, like, like any kind of significant playing time next year. The team is built to win right now, and Campusano. I don't want to break in a new catcher right now. Campusano. Some DH appearances as the third catcher. Um, I don't mean I, I liked what they were doing with him this year. The, the, I think the plan we saw was to ease him in as a DH, and I'd like to d- keep doing that again next year. He's super young. He comes up to the big league level. Hey, focus on hitting right now because you can mash. And I love him there as a hitter. But from the catcher side, I think, yeah, we've heard really good things about what he does behind the plate. He's got a tremendous arm. I think scouts have it on a – scouting grade is about a 70 on the, on the 2080 scale, which is fantastic. I just want him to focus on hitting right now. We don't need him to catch. We liked what we saw out of Austin Ola. It was, he, he came over here and struggled a little bit, but if Preller has any kind of confidence at all in the move he made, I think Austin Ola is your catcher. And right. Then, and you give him a full off season to work with the pitching staff. He gets a little more comfortable. How to come over here and learn a whole new staff. That's right. That's hard. In what? Two weeks. Yeah, it was. It, it's a, that's asking a lot. Um, going over to C.J. Abrams, C.J. Abrams, who is going to quickly become the Padres' best prospect. Like he's not slowing down. Mackenzie Gore, who we're going to talk about in a minute, will graduate sooner than Abrams. Patino could graduate sooner than all of them. And I think I had I have C.J. Abrams as the number three prospect in the system right now. I had him at number three before Taylor Trammell was traded. So Abrams is going to be the number one prospect very soon. This is a quote from uh, the piece by Rosenbaum. This is a quote from fam- Padres Farm Director Sam Gini. When I think about CJ's growth over the last year, I think of the stuff he was really able to hammer over these past several months. I think about the strides he's made defensively in his work with our minor league infield coordinator as well as with Mike McCoy, another one of our minor league managers, class, class A advanced Lake Elsinore. Uh, he was also at the alternate training site. And think about the polish he's added to his game since he signed. I think we saw all of that there. And he's added physical strength. He's, he goes on to say physical development, physical strength, and um, added to both sides of the plate, uh, strength to both sides of the plate, which is important as a switch hitter. So I th- there's a love affair with CJ Abrams around the prospect community. He's got 70, 80 grade speed. The hit tool is advanced for his age. And he's got a, a, a big wiry frame, which adds calls for projection. Scouts love projection, projection, projection. So if you're his size and you're that have that kind of wiry strength right now, you're you're thinking about 20 plus home runs a season with elite speed and he can play second or short or center field. I don't know how much work he's got in center field right now and they didn't really say that in the article. I'd like to know what percentage of his time he was in center field, what kind of strides he's got the body for center field. He can run like a deer and um I, know, I kind of think of like a Byron Buxton or uh, Billy Hamilton playing center field. So if he's any anywhere near that, if he's 80% of those guys playing center field, we're going to be very happy with him playing center. So thoughts on C.J. Abrams? That's your boy. I know that. It is my boy. We do – I mean we do need a center fielder. It has been shown. Trent Grisham did make strides, but we don't have a 
future center fielder. So all, all the Trent Grisham people out there. I love Trent Grisham too. And he had a very good statistical statistical defensive season in center field. It was 60 games. And uh, that's a, that's a very small defensive sample size to draw from. I liked him. I, I don't have the stats here, but I, I really liked him coming in on balls. I think you saw him make a lot of really nice diving plays to each side um, and especially coming in. But I, I thought he was a, a wee shaky going back on balls. Balls hit over his head. Uh, he's got the speed to make up for some of those mistakes, but I didn't like the routes he was taking on balls over his head. Does that is that something you saw? Or I did would you say see, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just I not. I mean, that, that's where he was making the some mistakes that he was making. And over a full season or two or three seasons, when these stats defensively start to you know normalize, I think you start to see the holes in his defensive game. I love him. As a corner outfielder, I just don't think he's a center fielder long-term. And if Tatis, we sign to a long-term contract and Crone God keeps it up, there's no space for him in the middle of the infield. Abrams, yeah. Correct. So I I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point that he's bound for center field. But I love him in center. I don't – that's great. I don't think he loses any value up the middle. That's That's awesome. Agreed. I wanted more details about Mackenzie Gore and why he wasn't ever called up this season. And we didn't get that in this article, which is unfortunate. So slim on details. They talked about, you know, all the, the regular bullshit stuff. They love his talent. He's got a bright future. He was the 29, 2019 pitcher of the year. Cool. What, what have you done for me lately? And I, that's what I wanted to hear about. Luis Patino got called up. Ryan Weathers got called up. Who's supposed to be far behind these two. I don't know what Gore – they must not – I think they're just handling Gore a little more carefully than anyone had thought. So trying to speculate what the plan is for Gore, I don't think they wanted to use him in the bullpen. I don't know why, but they they weren't comfortable with him in the bullpen. There were things they wanted him to do that he, he was not going to be able to work on if he got called up. So they let him chill the year at the alternate site and – Faced some really good stiff competition, probably, and got some good instruction from the coaches. Other than that, I don't. I don't Not much know to go to on. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't know anything. What we already do and don't know. Still one of the top <laughs> prospects in baseball. I think everybody, even in the organization, everyone's still very, very high on him. I don't think he's a, a trade chip at all. I think he's untradeable. So it's just a little bewildering why he he wasn't ever called up. But uh, maybe we get some more answers during the offseason if we can – if someone tries to press A.J. Preller. I'd like to hear. That's what I want to hear. But anyway. Other guys that were there that we know about were – we knew about the, Robert Hassel and Cole Wilcox. Hassel, one of the youngest guys there. Um, also slim on details. Just kind of, you know, good good experience for the kid. That's kind of all we heard from Robert Hassel. He, I don't think anyone expected him to, you know, wow people and get called up. He's a – High school kid from uh, from Tennessee, right? Yeah. Him and Ryan Weathers are the Tennessee guys. So no one expected him to do anything, but good experience, I guess. Cole Wilcox was the guy that we thought could be in the big league bullpen at some point this year. College pitchers, especially guys like him who kind of project as high leverage inning relievers anyway. He's got two plus pitches, the fastball, the slider. Uh, cool that he got to, you know, they're saying he got to extend his innings and his pitches pitch count this year in a season where they got kind of a late start after the draft and he wasn't going to be limited like he would have been in a normal season. He got to 
you know, let loose a little bit more, which is cool. Justin Lang, Owen Casey, also there from the draft class. They were also at the alternate site. Lang was the uh, competitive balance pick at 34 overall. He's the high school pitcher from Texas. Huge guy. People love his projection. And then Owen Casey was the second rounder from Canada. Sorry. One of the best. They, they love his swing for whatever that's worth. I mean, guys that swings you love. I heard Tirso Ornelas all the time about how sexy his swing is. And then uh, Owen Casey, who if you swing from the left side, it's a lot easier to have a pretty looking swing. I wish I was left-handed played baseball would have been awesome. It just so. brings you back to like Ken Griffey Jr. Swing, doesn't it? Just the pretty swing of all time. Adrian Gonzalez got a lot of credit for his swing too. When he was on the Padres. His was nice. It was a good swing. Yeah. Just, it's so easy to finish at the top and just kind of pose. It's, it's, it's much better as a, a lefty than a righty. No Levi Thomas, who was um, picked later, the, the fourth pick by the Padres. Uh, he's the pitcher from Troy. He was never really considered to come up this year anyway. And then no Jagger Haynes also. He was the, the high school arm from North Carolina. The guy who made some waves, the youngest guy at the camp, was uh, Reginald Preciado. I didn't know he was even there, actually. Kind of following the team during the season. He's ranked number 11, according to MLB Pipeline. He was... Signed pretty significantly, $1.3 million from Panama last year, international free agency class. Him and who was the other big name at the time? Um, blanking on it off the top of my head. Wade's shaking his head. He doesn't know. Um, Mena. Ismail Mena. Boom. Got it. So he was not there, but Preciado was. And Preciado is a shortstop. He's kind of built like Tatis was at the time, 6'4", 185 right now. Huge upside guy. And I think one of the highest paid players ever out of Panama, which is interesting if you're into Panamanians. You've been to Panama, Wade? I have not. Would like to go, though. What's what's Panama known for? The canal. Yeah, big, big Panama yeah. canal guy. I know my uh, geography. <laughs> uh, what year was the canal built? I didn't look this up. I don't know. Just... I have no clue. You want to guess? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like 1912. Oh, 1881. It's a little short on that. Taken over by the U.S. in 1904. Good for us. Anyway. I was going to say 1904. That's the year San Diego was founded. True. Germans. Anyway. uh, Hudson Head, also there. He's uh, checking in at number nine on MLB Pipeline. He was the big overslot spend in 2019. Cole Wilcox was the big overslot spend in 2020. People don't really – I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Head yet. So Head came in late. Because, you know, draft picks don't get a lot of playing time after they're picked. They, get, they go to rookie ball or uh, or if they're lucky, they get advanced class. Uh, they go to low class A. But he's super young still. He's just 19, has missed out on a, a lot of development time, unfortunately. This year, I think, you know, maybe a blessing in disguise. Doesn't have the regular minor league season. Instead, he goes to the alternate site, gets to play against a lot of, a lot of guys that are bigger more advanced than he is. He's already projecting for, you know, some, some really nice power, even though he's not the biggest guy, really good athlete. And uh, Gini says he, he's gotten bigger and stronger um, than he was when he, before he came in and he's, he's moving very well. So whatever that fucking means, but they really like Hudson head. I really like Hudson head. And then the last guy that I want to talk about was Anderson Espinosa, who has missed several years in a row now because of injury we stole him in the Drew Pomerantz deal with Boston, if you remember. 
And he came over. He was 18, 19, throwing 100 miles per hour back when not everyone was doing that yet. Hasn't been able to stay healthy, which, you know, 18, 19-year-olds, in hindsight, maybe you shouldn't be throwing 100 miles per hour. Uh, He's still living in the upper 90s, which I think is good. And I don't even think he needs to throw that hard. If you want to dial it back to 96, 97, play your other stuff up. Play play up your changeup, play up your curveball, whatever your off-speed stuff is. Don't just be a hundred mile an hour fastball guy. It's going to limit your potential. And, you know, we've seen him, he, he can't stay healthy. So he's, a, he's allegedly been able to stay healthy at the alternate site. Uh, notes from uh, Gini. What's his first name? Rich, Kevin. I think the best quote that Sam, Sam Gini, he put out of this article was he's a very easy guy to root for. Thanks, Gini. Yeah, a lot of a lot of nothing there from Gini. That that's kind of why I don't like talking to coaches or people employed by the teams. Is like you're not really going to get anything from them other than flowery bullshit. Like you're not going to get honest answers from from them about anything. They they love the players. Oh, our guys are great. We love everything about them. They've been making big strides. Well, yeah, no shit. We know that, but I want more honest stuff. And I we didn't really get that from this article either. Other than we know Anderson Espinosa is going to be healthy going into next off-season spring training. And hopefully we have a normal off-season routine and all that stuff. So glad to see he's healthy. I He's ranked in 21 right now. He, if he's healthy and starts, I, I imagine they just stick him back in the bullpen and don't mess around with him going forward. And he could be another high-leverage bullpen guy that we have. Adrian Morhone, I think, has earned the right to start. But if he's in the bullpen, nothing wrong with that. Michelle Baez, who we I was surprised we didn't see a lot of this year. Luis Patino, Anderson Espinoza, kind of a nasty bullpen. Very young, nasty bullpen. Young and nasty. You got you to get Dan Altavilla out of there first, though. He's thick with three Cs. He's he's very thick, dude. Uh, any final thoughts there? That's kind of the, the wrap-up from the alternate training site. We didn't get a lot of info, but... A lot of stuff that we already knew. I, I'm What I'm happy about is Reggie Preciado. So Preciado was there, which I didn't know, and... He got a lot of good exposure. So I'm happy to see the development of Reginald Preciado. And I'm also happy to just know that Anderson Espinosa was healthy and was hitting upper 90s again. So other than that, not a ton of info, but I think just in general to have one of the best the one of the best prospect classes in baseball all kind of together at the alternate site, getting a lot of exposure to some top, top talent and getting instruction from some of the best coaches in the system. Not a bad thing. And what more of a beautiful field than USD? It's a good looking field. It is. I can never remember the name of it though. What's the what's the stadium called? Sullivan? The coach is Rich Hill. No, it's not Sullivan. What the hell? It's not Jenny Craig. It's, it is not <laughs> Jenny Craig. Uh I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Anyway, let's before we get out of here, let's go on to locks of the week. We had a bad week last week. Wasn't great for us. Went 0 and 2. I came in very Again, confident. Again, picking this early in the week, it's never a good look for it's us. It's Tuesday. I, I came in very confident with a teaser. We're B- both lost. Baltimore. No, Baltimore <laughs> squeezed out the win. Or no, they pushed. Damn it. Uh, and then the Rams, who were getting two and a half, was like, oh, that that's a lock. And the Rams, um, Rams rammed. Uh, it's it's been a weird season. It's been if you've been betting any NFL, you know how hard this season has been to pick games. The Patriots, who were 10-point favorites last week, lost outright. Um, the uh, Two weeks ago, the Miami Dolphins, I think, were, were 
eight, seven point dogs to the 49ers. We bet on this game and they won the game by like 30 points. So it's been a very hard season to bet. Other than that, um, I am 0-2-1 on the season in locks of the week. <laughs> Wade is 2-1, which is not record, baby. It isn't bad, but there's still time to change that. It doesn't help that we miss two weeks and we actually happen to do well during those two weeks in our super contest. Should we just give ourselves the wins for those weeks? Can't do it. <laughs> anyway, I'll start us off this week. Panthers, I've loved the Panthers all season and they ran into the Bears and apparently the Bears are better than I thought. So good for the Bears. They're, I think they're for real. And I'm I'm done chasing what happened last week. So the, the Panthers coming off a loss. I think they're still pretty good. They're going to be at New Orleans getting seven and a half. That is a ton of points. Especially that getting that hook at the end there is enormous. Give me seven and a half all day. And I think the Panthers are still pretty good. So that's my lock of the week. Wade? I'm going to zig when people are zagging. People are very down on the Cowboys after their terrible performance yesterday. I love this pick. The Cardinals wrecked them on... 2 p.m. Monday night football. No, it was the late game. Oh, correct. Sorry. My bad. I was watching. The Chiefs were the 2 p.m. Monday night football game. <laughs> but the Cowboys over the Washington football team are only favored by one point. Yeah, basically a pick em. What are we doing? Bang the Cowboys. Yeah, I think Andy Dalton getting the extra week with the, the first team can only help him. Uh, the team's going to be pissed. After, I mean, I love betting teams. that. You and they're f- still in the hunt. A five and 11 team. First place, baby. Five and 11 is going to win that uh, NFC East. Yeah. Washington's really bad. So maybe the Cowboys aren't that good anymore, but Washington is truly terrible. So a pick em game for Dallas. uh, Yeah. I'm I'm on there. I might, I might throw sprinkle some units on that as well. So thank you, Wade. And thank you for listening. That's going to do it for today. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Fire Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Bottom, bottom second in here, it's still 0-0. Raise Dodgers, you missed nothing, Wade. I'm Ryan Hart. That was Wade. We'll talk to you all next week. Never mistake activity for achievement. <laughs> Means absolutely nothing. Toward your destination Though you may find from time to time Speak softly and carry a big stick. What is that? What? At the end? I don't know. (laughs) Just random fucking quotes. When in Rome. (laughs) Should I just do John Wooden quotes? Was that, I think, isn't speak softly, care a big stick, like Winston Church? Yeah, someone like (laughs) not John Wooden. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.